section 79 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Ségur. Martyrdom of the Soldiers Processus and Martinian One of the most venerated sanctuaries of Rome, and one which fills the heart of the Christian with deep and almost painful emotions, is undoubtedly the Mamertine prison, close to the Forum. It was there that the two great apostles of the faith, St. Peter and St. Paul, were imprisoned for nine months by the order of the cruel Nero, Emperor of Rome. It was from there that they set forth to receive with death the crown of martyrdom after having had the happiness to convert and to baptize their two keepers, Processus and Martinian, and the forty-seven soldiers appointed by the Senate as their guard. Before relating the sublime drama, by the memory of which this place is hallowed, a few words must be said about the place itself. The prison consists of two subterranean stories of a circular form, hollowed out of the living rock. The unfortunate prisoners condemned to death were let down into the first cavern through a circular hole about three feet in diameter cut out in the middle of the vault. From there, they were again let down with ropes through a similar opening into the second cavern, which was beneath the first. There, Jugurtha, that terrible enemy of Rome, taken prisoner in Africa, died of cold and hunger. Zentulus, Chathegus, and the other accomplices of Catalina, who attempted to overthrow the Senate in the time of Nero, were thrown into this prison and massacred. The upper prison, at the time of the imprisonment of the Holy Apostles, was occupied by the keepers and the Roman soldiers, and a staircase had then been constructed which led down to the Roman prison reserved for the apostles themselves. It was in this terrible dungeon, deprived of light and of fresh air, scarcely six feet high and about fifteen in length, that during nine months the two great saints lived an almost miraculous life, chained to a broken column. We may see today this sacred column and the two rings into which the chain was fastened. And I leave you to judge of the feelings which the sight inspires. We may also see the fountain which, at the word of St. Peter, sprung forth miraculously from the rock itself, without any opening or any fissure appearing to offer any passage to the water, which, nevertheless, has not ceased to spring from the soil. It was in this fountain that the apostles baptized their keepers and the Roman soldiers whom they had the glory and joy to convert to the Christian faith, thus resembling their divine master, who from the cross, in the midst of his last sufferings and of the cruel ignominy to which he was subjected by the Jews, converted the thief crucified at his side and the Roman officer of the guard only by the sight of his resignation and his divine love for men. Processus and Martinian, when receiving baptism and embracing Christianity, were not ignorant that their holy temerity would soon be rewarded, by Nero, with death, by God, with the palm of martyrdom. The frightful tortures inflicted by the cruel tyrant upon the thousands of Christians who had already watered with their blood every circus of Rome, 
the sight of the treatment endured by the two illustrious prisoners under their keeping and the grave warnings given them by the apostles themselves when administering the sacrament of baptism could not leave them in doubt as to the fate which awaited them but faith says the scripture removes mountains it welcomes death and suffering and even invests them with a beauty and attraction which causes them to be received with joy and eagerness when the magistrate named paulinus to whom nero had confided the care of peter and of paul and who had in his turn confided them to processus and martinian heard of their conversion he caused them to be arrested and brought before him then they commenced to give thanks to god who had conferred on them the grace of confessing the faith what are you demanded paulinus we are christians they said and confess the faith of jesus christ sacrifice to the gods return to our friendship and caesar will load you with honor peace with thy gods sacrifice with us to the lord jesus christ so as to escape the torments and eternal flames of hell paulinus irritated by their holy constancy commanded that their mouth and teeth should be broken with stones but they in the midst of groans drawn from their lips by pain celebrated the glory of god and said no we will not sacrifice to thy gods who are only demons we are christians the christ is the son of god a tripod was then brought upon which was a little statue of jupiter Paulinus commanded them to burn incense before the idol and to deny Jesus Christ. But they began to laugh and spit upon this divinity of metal, repeating, We are Christians. Inflamed with anger, Paulinus had them fastened to the rack, the instrument chosen for their suffering. Their persecutors dislocated their limbs with cords and struck them with whips. Deny your Christ, cried the judge and you shall be delivered. But even whilst their bones were being broken, they replied, We are Christians. We will never deny the God who has been crucified, crowned with thorns, pierced with nails, and has died for us. During this time, a noble Roman lady named Lucina encouraged them with these words, Persevere, soldiers of Christ. Fear not the suffering which will lead you to heaven. Being unfastened from the rack, they were stretched upon it a second time, and their bodies torn with rods armed with iron points. They carried them, half dead, to their prison, where Lucina came to minister to them. In the meantime, the magistrate Paulinus was struck with sudden death. At this news, Nero commanded the two martyrs to be sacrificed immediately. Taken from their dungeon, they were led out of Rome and beheaded. Lucina received their bodies embalmed them and buried them in the catacombs when the time arrived in which the christian faith could emerge from her mysterious hiding place and when the worship of christ had become that of the roman emperors and could come forth into the sunlight when the rome of the catacombs was to dethrone the rome of the caesars and plant the cross upon the ruins of their palaces the bodies of innumerable martyrs whom the piety of the faithful had rescued from profanation were withdrawn from their subterranean retreat and received the public veneration of Christians. Amongst the temples which rose on all sides, one of the first, as was just, was consecrated to the two great apostles, martyrs and founders of the church, 
and received their precious relics. But in the Basilica of St. Peter their bodies are not isolated. A touching thought of the sovereign pontiffs has been to unite in one common veneration those who had been united in one common martyrdom. They desired that the two bodies of Procesus and Martinian should keep watch, as it were, over those of St. Peter and St. Paul, since it had been their mission to keep watch over them during the last days of their life. The Christian, prostrate before the tomb of the two apostles beneath the dome of St. Peter's, sees on his right an altar which covers the relics of their two keepers. St. Procesus and St. Martinian are there to render witness to their teachers and to the miracles which God accomplished by their hands. The sons have not been separated from their fathers. The keepers have not left their prisoners. End of section 79 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C. Toulouse, France